welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart. I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California. I started this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, I have five-year member Janelle on the podcast. She works a very busy schedule, and she has a great story to tell us about her fitness journey. And uh, I think it's be very inspiring for everyone listening today. So Janelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Just finished our workout, so. I know yeah, I worked tired, out with but... you. It was fun. <laughs> it was a good one. Nailed it. All right. You ready to dive right into it? Sure, let's do All it. All right, let's do it. Um, tell us a little bit about the beginning of your fitness journey and what kind of like your background is in fitness in general. Um, yes. Yeah, so I started really kind of working out when I was 10. I joined a cheerleading, a, pro, a competitive cheerleading league. I did it for about 10 years. Um, and it was very intense. It was like practices five days a week, three hour, you know, practices. So it was very intense start. I really fell in love with movement and getting better at skills and all of that. Um, but unfortunately, the cheer world can be a little toxic as well. And I right. kind of started developing an eating disorder mm. when I was in it. Um, I was able to kind of get a hold of it for a little bit. Um, but when I w went into college and started falling off working out because I wasn't in cheer anymore and trying to figure out how to be healthy with my body when I was gaining weight from stress from college and everything, it kind of came back. Mm. Um, but I started taking a bodybuilding class in college that started helping me learn how to move outside of the cheer world and kind of enjoy going to the gym and do all that. Um, got a hold of my eating disorder again and um, started, you know, kind of working towards a healthier mentality. But then the gym world started to get a little toxic again for me. I think it can focus a little bit on aesthetics too much about like, you need to work out this muscle so it looks good, or you need to not work this because then it'll get too bulky. And it became less about the enjoyment of the movement and more about aesthetics. And mm -hmm. so I started to fall into some of that toxic mentality again. So that's when I was looking for a change and I kind of stumbled upon CrossFit. Some people had told me I might enjoy it because of my kind of cheer gymnastics-y background. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I joined Red Wolf and never looked back. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's such a great summary. Uh, let's kind of dig into a little bit more into like the beginning with the cheer and everything. Like, uh, how old were you when you started that cheer Ten. journey? 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 10 to 18. 10 to 18. So that's a very, uh, pivotal, pivotal age of where, you know, a lot of things are happening and it's, you know, your brain is still developing too. You know, you're not quite there to, um, to have the maturity yet to deal with all those external pressures. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of like those pressures that were kind of put on you? Yeah. Well, um, when I started, when I was 10, I was tiny. I was a all leg and weighed like maybe like 90 pounds, you know, because mm -hmm. I was small. I was 10. And so they liked to fly me because I was light and I had the long legs to do the good skills in the air, um, which was really fun. But as I got older and I hit puberty, and I started gaining weight and getting hips and getting boobs and getting heavier. Um, trying to be okay with that was very difficult because I was making my bases lives harder by being heavier. Right. Um, and so puberty and gaining weight became a bad thing and a negative thing. Um, so, you know, hearing my bases say I'm coming down like a sack of potatoes, I started to internalize things like that. Yeah. Um, our coaches would, you know, put us through conditioning 
um, telling us that we had to look good in our crop tops for competition, you know, wanted to make sure that we had visible abs and just a lot of uh, things that I internalized and made it be like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, I need to diet, I need to lose weight. Girls on the um, team would be dieting before the competition to make sure they looked good in their crop tops. And yeah. I started to be like, should I be doing this? And, you know, am I too heavy? Am I too you know, to this, to that, you know, not good enough and started to kind of feed into that negative culture that kind of a lot of people tend to have around food and eating and gaining weight, unfortunately. Yeah, that that's really sad that at that age that you're already worrying about such superficial things that you think are so important. But if you look at a longer time horizon, we realize as we grew up that all that stuff we thought was our entire world really isn't. And it's really sad to see adults kind of shift that kind of expectation onto kids, essentially. I mean, how old were you when you really started kind of like dialing in your nutrition and start worrying about all that stuff? Um, I think it was around, I was in high school when it really got a little heavier. So I think it was around like 14, 15. Really? Uh, yeah. Man. And I was 128 pounds and that was too heavy. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Because most of the girls they were putting up were still in like the 100 pound range. They were smaller. Yeah. And I, again, used to be smaller and I had gotten bigger and gained more weight, which I wasn't overweight by any means. Yeah. But I was bigger than the other girls. They were still putting me up because I had the skill set. Mm -hmm. And so the coaches wanted to put me up, but then the bases would be upset if they were flying me and not the 100 pound girl. Oh, man. Yeah. So I just felt guilty for being too heavy. Man. <laughs> That's heavy. That is heavy. Just listen to that. I'm just like, man, this is, that's a lot of pressure to and put on. And it's like awful a, that it's like 14, puberty is like this negative thing. Like, yeah. oh my God, like I need to stop it. It's like, it's a natural part of yeah. like people growing up and bodies changing and developing. Mm. It happens our whole life. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, wow. That's intense. <laughs> <laughs> what other kind of toxic things were kind of put on you at that age for a cheer specifically? Um, for cheer specifically, um, I mean, we would go through a lot of conditioning to get stronger for our different skills. But again, they would kind of also talk about making sure that we looked good on the floor mm. um, at competition because I did a competitive league where it wasn't like at football games. It was all on the mat performing routines for the coaches. And we all wore little skirts and crop tops. That was kind of like what you wear. Um, and they would talk about not having muffin tops and having the visible abs and making sure everything looked good for competition. Just like you do your hair, you look good in your uniform too. Yeah. Yeah. They use that term muffin top. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man. So, I mean, not only are you have all this pressure on you just for the performance and all the high skills that you need to have, but you also have this other pressure on you that is a hundred percent superficial and just, uh, aesthetics only so i mean that's I a lot to ever, deal with yeah i don't that's, think they ever talked too about like eating enough to fuel your body for like competition right they never talked about like eating the right things like that was never a conversation i mm -hmm. ever heard um like you know they would talk about like don't eat bad foods um but <laughs> define bad, bad food yeah, yeah that's a broad term yeah like i didn't even like know about eating enough protein for like m you know strength until you guys really really yeah i did not know that no it was always don't eat too many carbs eat more veggies less calories you know it was always less do less things mm -hmm. eat less things carbs are the enemy that was a big thing i think back then 
Yeah. I'm, I'm Italian. I love bread. I love bread and pasta. <laughs> Who doesn't love bread and pasta? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> if you don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's kind of transition uh, into, so you you did cheer for a while. And then well, what was the main reason that made you want to leave that world? Um, going into college, um, the only cheer teams that you can do past 18 are either like the really high level, like level five, level six teams, which is mm -hmm. like the top tier, um, or college cheer, which I just wasn't looking into spending that much time outside of college. I needed to focus on my education and getting right. my degree and nursing is pretty intense. It is. So I just knew I just didn't have the time to be able to do that anymore. And I would mm. drop into like open gym sometimes to tumble around and still move. Um, but I just knew I couldn't do it full time like I did, you know, in high school and middle school. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so from there you moved into a new outlet, which was kind of like the bodybuilding style. And, yeah. uh, what year was this roughly? Um, I think so. I got into college 2012. So around 2014, I started learning how to like do gym, <laughs> I guess, you know, because <laughs> I, I did cheer before. And so now it's like, well, I guess I'll just do gym and that would be my new outlet and mm -hmm. figure out how to move and looking up, you know, the upper body, lower body split and, you know, Googling how to work out just right. to work out, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. That reminds me of me when I first started, I started with muscle and fitness magazines. Oh yes. And then, uh, seeing all the training programs and then being like, I'm going to do that. And then starting and being like completely ignoring it. I'm like, I'm just going to do 20 more sets. Yeah. <laughs> more is better. Obviously. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about that journey. Um, I mean, definitely it was a lot of kind of messing around online and trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. And I think I started out with just trying to do the cardio, you know, the ellipticals. And, um, the big thing was like, you want to do lower weight, but more reps because that's going to make you more lean because I didn't want to be bulky, mm -hmm. which I'd never been bulky ever lifting up people in sheer, but God forbid you be bulky. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the mentality back then. It was, it was like, no, 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 you can't lift too much. You're going to get bulky. Um, so it was always like more cardio and lighter weights. And then I think when I took that bodybuilding class in college, which was like a one or two unit, just like fun class to mm -hmm. fill. Um, and then they started going into like, oh, you can, you know, work these different muscle groups and this is how you can do it. And I started getting a little more into the idea of lifting weight and feeling strong. And some of the guys I was friends with in college would like go to the gym with me and show me some stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm, I was starting to enjoy moving in that way too. Okay. And learn the technique about you know, just squats and deadlifts and some of those base movements that was different for me and new and exciting to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So it seems like right off the bat, it actually seemed like something you really enjoyed. Yes, it did start out because it was like fun and new and learning. Um, but then as I got like further into that world and started seeing more of the like, um, it got very like women shouldn't lift like for their upper body because then they're going to look manly up here and don't work your core too much like in this way because then it's going to get bulky and then try not to work your quads as much because you don't want your quads as big as your butt and like yeah. you know it just started to become like all these yeah. little things that were like I started to get wrapped up in the aesthetics of it and start right. getting into that mentality of like I'm not enough I need to fix this I need to look better and started to like get back into my eating disorder mentality in a different way. Yeah, I can see that totally. Uh, it's so weird how there's always like this standard that's established is in the realm of fit. I mean, almost anything, but specifically mm -hmm. in fitness where it's like, this is the way. Yes. 
I'm like, who decided that in the first place? <laughs> like people get so, I, what's, I mean, I can't even think of the proper term, but they get so dogmatic about it. They're, it's almost like a religion mm -hmm. that it is, it is this way. They're so married to it, you know, that they can't, you know, that's why people hate on CrossFit so much is because they're like, why, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, you know, if CrossFit was first, we'd all be asking you the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on what's first. So yeah. that's kind of funny. Uh, so things started getting kind of, so you started kind of spiraling back into that. Tell us a little bit about what it was specifically that kind of made, like, I mean, I know you kind of covered how like the aesthetics and everything and you kind of dug deeper into that, but what other things kind of made you kind of spiral a little bit? Um, I started losing motivation in the gym as I mm, learned like all of the basic things, you know, cause for a while I was learning better squat technique and learning how to deadlift and learning how to dial in my, you know, lifting for the week and kind of got into more of a routine and it got a little monotonous, um, of like, oh, I lift, you know, this much weight this week. Okay. I'll go up 10 pounds next week. And it was just kind of the same thing over and over again. Mm. Um, and so it, it just wasn't as fun for me anymore either. Um, it became more of a, like, I have to do this to, you know, look good and maintain my fitness and uh, not, I want to do this as much. Yeah. Um, and so I was just starting to look for a change and look to enjoy what I was doing a little more. Mm -hmm. And again, have less of just that toxic mentality that, I can get wrapped back up in because my eating disorder, it's like I got a handle on it and I have managed it and I've gone to therapy and, you know, done all the things I need to, but it never fully goes away. It's like this little tiny voice back there that, yeah. <laughs> you know, once in a while it starts popping up and it's like, Hey, like, let's, let's go back this way, you know? And so, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's like, I'm like, okay, if that voice is getting louder, I'm doing something wrong and I have to figure out how to make sure I can you know, go away from what's feeding it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's really tough. And it's really cool to see. It really seems like you've managed this really well. I mean, I didn't for a while. So. Oh yeah, totally. hundred <laughs> percent. It took some work for sure. And right. a lot of like learning about myself and, you know, everyone's different and what their triggers are and what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Um, you know, so I found like a lot of the things like, you know, working out and worrying about aesthetics does not work for me working mm. um calorie counting does not work for me right um you know all of those things that are like restricting and limiting um usually tends to be like what sets things off and mm -hmm. what was different about crossfit is it was like um doing more of things learning more of things eating enough of things um so it felt more like a growth thing than a restrictive thing for me yeah that's a great that's a great way to put it because I mean, that's the reason why I got into CrossFit as well, because for me, it was mostly just the boredom, you know, because I, I mean, it was like bench on Monday, buys and tries. Monday on chest? Half squats. Innovative. Yes. And then <laughs> curls in the squat rack to piss everyone off. It was like, it, I, I believe me, I've done it all. And, and yeah, I was just like, am I really like, is this it? Yeah. You know? And even then I was training for my sport, which was baseball. And I just got like so sick of it. I'm like, well, my, perf I mean, yeah, I mean, I look kind of cool. I got some muscle, but <laughs> you know, it's not really transferring to my performance at all. And that's when I started kind of doing my own research, just like you, I found, I found CrossFit on Google. And then I was like, this workout looks like fun. And then I got absolutely destroyed, <laughs> like absolutely crushed and be like, I'm going to try this for a year and just see what happens. And then look where we are now, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, so, uh, let's kind of get into your CrossFit journey a little bit. Um, can you share like what drew you in in the first place? Yeah. Um, 
like I said, a couple people had like kind of mentioned that maybe I would like CrossFit um, when I had mentioned like my cheer background and stuff like that. And I had a lot of the stereotypes in my head where I was like, no, everyone like that's the dangerous thing where everyone gets hurt and does moves that, you know, they have no business doing. And so I kind of brushed it off a couple times. Mm. And then um, I actually dated someone that did CrossFit and he would kind of like, you know, be able to refute some of the the stereotypes. And mm-hmm. so I started being like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. I didn't, I never tried it until uh, we broke up. And then I was like, I need a change. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the classic uh, breakup, you know, rebound. But that's um, funny. So that's when I was like, I don't know, maybe I will try it. And one of the biggest things that like held me back from doing it actually is I kept researching like if it was going to make my like abdomen too bulky. Because mm. I saw like some of the like elite CrossFit athletes and they have, you know, those bigger abs and I was worried about like no no no, I need a waist like I was so worried about getting that Mm -hmm. that I think I researched it for like a week or two just being like I am I'm obsessive (laughs) that's fine but I'm yeah Mm -hmm. you that means you dove deep please tell me what you know (laughs) I want to know this look for like different people's like stories about Mm -hmm. their CrossFit journeys and like um you know trying to look at different gyms and different athletes and how they're you know people going to the gym looked like and i was like everyone looks different like this is hard to tell like <laughs> which mm. yeah everyone has different bodies and they look different when they move like yeah of course but you know at the time i wasn't thinking that because right. you know in the gym everyone seems to be working towards like the same aesthetic so i was like well this is gym aesthetic what is crossfit aesthetic and mm. it's like no everyone has different bodies we're all moving to do the movement and your body is going to do what it's going to do like right everyone has different like muscles that grow faster or don't like that's just how it works but yeah so when i started doing crossfit i was like well i'll just like i'll give it a little time and then if i don't like how i look doing it i'll stop Mm. um but after the first workout i got that feeling of like what i used to love about cheer just being like completely dead and exhausted but like stimulated at the same time Mm -hmm. like getting to work out with a bunch of people around me too like i used to do on my team and you know, everyone just being encouraging and like dying alongside of you. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love this. So, yeah, that, yeah, it's really cool to see how, you know, you started with a certain kind of mentality that I think we all started with because I was a huge CrossFit hater. I'm not going to lie. If you guys are listening to this, <laughs> I init- I did the same thing as Janelle. I researched CrossFit. Um, I watched videos and I was like, why would anyone do this? This is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> all the crossfit fails on instagram too you're watching people do all the oh, creepy man. stuff and... what, what i started like kind of pre-instagram so i started in 2007 so like <laughs> youtube was like barely new like there i don't think there was anything on there and then but i mean i would still find videos of people doing crossfit and like like i was like why like that looks horrible like why is everyone laying on the ground why are they working out so hard why does it look like they're getting electrocuted on the pull-up bar <laughs> Like, what is this? So that That's not a pull-up. Yeah. <laughs> I would yell at my, my laptop. Oh, yeah. Um, I would get so mad. I was like, why do butterfly pull-ups look so stupid, but they're so hard to do, too? <laughs> like, if they look stupid, they should be easy to do, right? Right. Like, that's no, so funny. Not, not that way. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I mean, CrossFit still gets a lot of hate today, but back in when I first started, it got mm-hmm. way more hate. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it's a little more accepted now, <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny to see the evolution of that. So it's interesting to see that frame shift, which is cool. You kind of start off like that and then you moved into, you know, your research phase. And then now you actually went to the trying phase. Did you know you were going to stick with CrossFit for a while after that first workout? Or like, I mean, I know you said you're going to try it for a year and see what would happen. But um, like how on a scale of one to 10, how hooked were you after you came in? I think after the first day, I was like, maybe it was a fluke. 
you know, maybe I was just, you know, so excited to try something new. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe at like a five at that point, I was like, you know, we'll see, you know, maybe it'll yeah. like wear off the, yeah. the yeah. appeal of like, you know, maybe just something like fad new. Uh, after I think the third workout I had done, yeah, I had done like three workouts and I was mm-hmm. like, no, this is it. <laughs> I, I like this. This is new and it's fun. Yep. And now look at you five years later, you are yeah. that five-year vet. We did your workout. You have the t-shirt. Oh awesome. yeah. I'm never getting rid of that t-shirt. No, that's awesome. You <laughs> earned it. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I remember specifically I coaching you the first time you came in mm-hmm. 2018, we have handstand walks oh, and yeah. I remember that you just absolutely destroyed it. I was like, okay guys, so here's the handstand walk. And I was kind of like looking at you being like, all right, I hope she enjoys this. And then you kicked right up and I'm like, all right, <laughs> my job is a lot easier. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, let's kind of dig into how CrossFit kind of played a role in your recovery and management of those eating disorders. Cause I mean, I, it's really cool to see your mentality shift from, you know, restrictive to more of an abundance mindset. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think I had started CrossFit. I think I was on my first year of it. And, um, Caitlin had been helping some people with like their diet and stuff like that. And I was looking to, you know, maybe dial in my nutrition a little more because, um, you know, recovering from my eating disorder was more like, don't worry about the food and just eat, you know, it, it was the healthiest thing for me to do at the time. And I thought I was oh, yeah. recovered enough to like, Hey, let me live, focus a little bit more on nutrition and see mm-hmm. if I can do that without triggering anything. Um, and I talked to Caitlin and I remember her talking about like, okay, you weigh this many pounds, you need to eat that many grams of protein. And I was like, that's a lot of protein. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what everyone says. What do you mean? <laughs> and it was just about getting enough. And she was like, get enough protein, the carbs and the fats we can figure out later if, you know, it's more of a concern, but that's the biggest thing for, you know, gaining muscle and having enough fuel to do these workouts we mm-hmm. do a heavy lifting and we need to give them the tools to lift the things <laughs> um and i think she did my fitness pal too and usually again i have to stay away from calories a little bit but even right. just seeing what i had used to do on my fitness pal when i was restricting the calories were so high and i was like what do you mean she's like you're li- you, like we're working out a lot and yeah. you have an active job like this is how much you should be eating. And I was like, it was just like a mentality of fueling my body mm-hmm. to do the things right? instead of to not gain weight or to mm-hmm. lose weight, you know? And it was uh, just that mentality of, yeah, fueling for nutrition and for movement and for life mm-hmm. <laughs> was just really nice. And I've kind of gone away again from the calorie counting, but even just the idea of getting enough protein. Um, I feel like when you're doing that, everything else kind of falls into place. Oh yeah. You know, it's weird. The smallest things that dial everything in. I feel like when I'm moving more, when I'm focusing on every little meal, even if I don't hit my protein target, just getting a little bit in every meal, everything balances out and you just feel better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this was something that I kind of struggled with, uh, last year was I didn't realize how much I was under eating on protein. And I wasn't really happy with my body composition. I wasn't really happy with uh, my performance in the gym. And then Caitlin's like, why don't you just track your protein? So I did that and I was like, man, I am really under on protein. I didn't even realize it. So that's when I shifted my focus, just like how you did. Didn't really worry about carbs or fat. And I still wanted to, I still wanted to enjoy myself. So I'm not gonna restrict myself. And then, um, and then, yeah, but once I started dialing in my protein, making sure I ate 200 grams a day minimum, sometimes more, like, my not only cognitive function, but my performance went up. I was happier. People liked me around me more because I wasn't hangry. I was getting enough protein in. And, um, 
And yeah, uh, it's funny how when you, I think sometimes people get so focused on so many different things or like how, you know, calories, protein, carbs. And then what about my micronutrients and what about supplements? I'm like, let's just dial in protein first. And you're right. Things tend to just fall into place after that. Cause then, I mean, then you can actually have some leeway because you're full enough to where throughout the day to where you can have like something fun to eat almost every day because yeah. re like relative to the ratios, it's like, I'm already kind of full, but I can still have this other carby sugary thing because it balances me out. Mm -hmm. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And like not having that all or nothing mentality too. Right. It's like mm. increments. So you just try to get towards your goals. As long mm. as you're trying to get towards your goals and moving and trying different things and different strategies, you know, it's like a, like a game where it's like every day you kind of get to feel out what, what you can do for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And Hey, ah, man, didn't do too good yesterday. Oh, well, let's try again today. You know, it's just, it's an adventure of like not punishing yourself for not doing good enough. Yes. You know, it's trial and error. It's life. Yeah. And I think it's really easy for, you know, anyone to fall in that mentality of I'm like, I'm not good enough. Cause I mean, that's kind of the part of the reason why I started working out in the first place because my baseball coach in college pulled me in, had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me, told me straight up that he's like, you're, he's like, you're too skinny. <laughs> you are, you are weak. <laughs> you can't hit for power. You barely can hit for contact. You can't field. You can't throw. Jeez. If you, no, he went off. Wow. Which is, which is, which is probably the best thing for me actually, because yeah. Um, because I, I literally changed who I was in one day. Cause when I heard that, cause I really wanted to be on the team mm -hmm. that night I went out and I worked, I went in the weight room for like two hours until like it closed like it, until midnight. And then I ran sprints after that mm -hmm. and I haven't stopped since. So, I mean, that kind of gave me that work ethic, that boost that I needed. But yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, we need that, but at the same time, same, at the same time, we can't let it also define like our self-worth as well. Yeah. So, uh, I kind of like what you said too, about how, you know, you went through that phase of, you know, gymnastics of, you know, not being good enough and then weightlifting, you know, focusing only on the aesthetics. But I like what you talked about in CrossFit where you focused more on the movements and, you know, what you can do and growing rather than being restrictive. Can you tell us a little bit more about that in terms of like the CrossFit mentality that you have now? Oh yeah. Um, I feel like there's always more to learn in CrossFit and more to do. Like I've been doing it for five years and there's still skills, you know, I can't do, I'm learning how to do, um, that it's just like always so much fun to go to the gym and, and try different movements and work on like, you know, can I just do this skill a little faster? Like maybe if I put my foot down like that, you know, I can do, you know, a little more seamlessly and like so much of it is just figuring out how to optimize your movement and, you know, I guess just keep improving every day. And I, I love the Olympic lifts now that I've like learned more of the technique of it. And it's just so fun. Like, especially with snatches are my favorite. Cause I feel like it's so technique based that even if I'm not that strong, I can like trick the weight up. Yeah. Like if I can just like <laughs> leverage my body in a way, like to get the weight above my head, it's like, it's just so satisfying. I don't know. It is, isn't it? It is like, I, even like, I think the first time it was in the first week I tried CrossFit, they were doing back squats at the gym mm -hmm. and, um, so many people were bailing cause it was like a max out day. Um, and just the ability to be able to like bail the weight, um, you know, in, in the gym, like someone drops the weight and like everyone's looking at you. I feel like, you know, it's like a big judgment thing of like, oh, you weren't strong enough to lift the weight. <laughs> and in, in CrossFit, it's more like good try, like 
you'll get it next time kind of thing. And mm -hmm. it's like an accepted thing to like push yourself past what you thought you could achieve mm -hmm. and like be brave enough to try. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like failure is more okay. Like it's okay to try, push yourself past what you thought your limits were. Like some of the workouts we do too, like they seem completely insane. Like Murph seems completely insane. When you look at it, you're like, who would do that? And then when you do it for the first time, you're like, I didn't think I was going to be able to finish this. Oh yeah. 100%. You know, it's, it's, it's such a mental, like pushing past what you thought your capabilities were. And it gives you such confidence in yourself and just this kind of sense of pride of like pushing past the things that you thought you could do. It's just, I don't know. It's just so much more fulfilling than so many workouts I've ever done. So yeah, <laughs> no, hundred percent. And it, it's funny you bring that up. Cause I've been so far removed from the traditional gym culture that I totally <laughs> forgot about all that stuff because I've been I've worked in CrossFit gyms only since I was 20. <laughs> so when when you talk about that, you're totally right, you know. I remember being in my gym a long time ago pre-CrossFit and someone uh it wasn't even me, it was someone else who like brought dumbbells down and kind of like didn't even really drop them, but kind of they did make some noise mm -hmm. and then some old guy was like, "Hey, hey, hey you. If you can't control the weight down, you shouldn't be lifting it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But now, but you're right. Like that is the great thing about CrossFit is that, you know, it's okay to push your limits. It's okay to not be successful. It's okay to fail. Like you said, because, uh, that means that you're trying and you know, we reward that. We want you to keep trying. <laughs> um, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced when integrating CrossFit into your life, especially with, uh, you know, being a nurse. And I mean, that's, that eats up a ton of your time as it is. <laughs> well, yeah, as a nurse, my schedules are quite variable. I work three shifts a week, but when those three shifts are just depends on when my schedule lands. Um, so I always lack a little bit of consistency, which can be challenging. Cause it's like, it's not like I don't work every weekend. So every weekend I do this or, you know, my schedule's all over the place. And I, I recently switched to days, but I was on night shift for mm -hmm. a long time. So figuring out what timing worked for me and how to work out if I was sleep deprived, or, you know, what's better working out after work when I'm sleep deprived or before work when I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just fitting in and figuring out what worked for me. And once I figured out what worked for me, sticking to that and not pr like relying on motivation to go and more relying on like I've made an agreement with myself that I'm going to do this and I'm not going right. to let myself down kind of thing. Um, like scheduling, like if I signed up for a class like the day before, it's like I've made a contract. This is an appointment that I have to go to kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, like um, that, that, that mentality kind of helped to make sure that I was fitting in lifting where I could. Um, and now that I'm on day shift too, I used to go before I went to work. So I'd go at the 4.30 p.m. class, which was my morning, mm -hmm. and then go to work after. Now that I'm on day shift, I can't work out at CrossFit on my day shift shifts, so I have to go on my days off. And so I just make sure that I've like planned out my days on my days off, like, okay, I'm going to this thing in the afternoon, so I just pre-schedule it. Like, it's happening in the morning at this time. So I just like thinking ahead and making sure it can fit in with my life. Um, I don't know. It's just like you have to like plan it out. Just like if you would planning out your meals, it's like a part of just what you plan out for your day. Like it's not a maybe it's like a yes, this is happening kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. To fully commit that it's I schedule it and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you know, anything other than that is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't just like, eh, maybe I won't go to my dentist appointment today. Like, no, that's your appointment. You're going. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. 
Uh, no, that's great. And so many people who I've talked to who, you know, work busy schedules, just like yourself, have told me the exact same thing. They schedule like an appointment and it is non-negotiable. I am required to go whether I, it doesn't matter if I slept two hours, doesn't matter if, um, if I just ate a meal or if I'm not, or if I haven't eaten a meal, it's like, it is going to get done one way, one way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, what other tips for, you know, people listening who have a busy schedule, just like you, do you have any other tips that kind of help you make sure that you get your workouts in? Um, for me, once I figure out which times I'm more likely to go, um, I think that there's always a thing about like, oh, it's better to, you know, do it in the morning and get it out of the way or like, oh no, it's better to work at this time. It's better to work out at the time you're going to go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, like great way to put it. Like go at the time you're going to go and you're going to do the thing. Um, you know, which for me when I was on night shift was like four thirty, and then now that I'm on day shift, I used to think I could go in the morning. You know, like that mentality of like, oh no, I'll just get it out of the way, and then I would wake up in the morning. I'd be like, no, I can't. You know, so twelve o'clock works for me. I get my morning out of the way. I do my thing, and then twelve o'clock. And that, so once I figure out what times work for me too in my schedule and what. I work for better, um, you know, set yourself up for success. Why punish yourself and try to go to this time that's going to be like pulling teeth to go to yeah. when you can go to another time. Yeah. So. No, that's a great, that, no, that was, that was great. That was very helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, the best workout is the one that actually gets done. I think you're right. People get caught up in so many details of like, you know, when is the, and then they forget that that is actually a restrictive thing and being like, you have to just do it in the first place and we can worry about all those details later. So well, um, very helpful. Nailed it. <laughs> um, can you discuss the importance of community and support within CrossFit, uh, particularly for people who've dealt with challenges like yourself? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I can't speak for anyone else's, you know, eating disorder restrictive. I know for me, um, I just had to be careful on like the mentality of doing the thing, not always, you know, it, it the, the thought process behind doing the thing is almost sometimes more important than the actual yeah. action. You can be healthy and unhealthy doing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. But um, I felt like the people in CrossFit were always so encouraging about, you know, pushing yourself and coming into the gym. You know, if you haven't been around, hey, where you been? And, you know, checking in. And it just is such a great community that's so welcoming and so encouraging um that it helps you to like push yourself it helps you to be more comfortable in the gym it helps you to be more consistent um so i just feel like the community kind of sets you up for success um and it's just like a great just framework for keeping that consistency into everything you know i know it just worked so well for how my eating disorder presented mm -hmm. um and it just seems like it's kind of been like the long-term solution for not getting back into those toxic ways I think it probably does help a lot of people, um, you know, similar to me. Again, I can't speak to everyone's right. issues, but I've just found that the the community, the, the, you know, challenging yourself without being restrictive, like that mentality has been so healthy and wonderful for me, um, you know, in my recovery. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a great way to put it. Uh, what would you say are some benefits of CrossFit or being specifically part of a CrossFit gym that you didn't think that you would get? Um, I mean, 
a silly one. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a nurse and I have to like pick up and move my patients a lot mm -hmm. of the time. Uh, I recover open heart patients. So we have to get them out of bed to the chair in the morning, the day after their surgery, which mm -hmm. a lot of the time is they're not doing anything. I'm picking them up and moving them. Wow. So, you know, so um, just being strong enough to do things like that in my workplace. Um, you know, they always joke around that, oh, Janelle, you know, she's got the muscles. You should go, no, you know, come, come help lift up <laughs> the patient. Awesome. And just, you know, so I feel like I'm protecting my body, mm -hmm. um, lifting, because so many nurses have back problems. Like it's such oh, a thing I believe because, it. you know, they're not using proper body mechanics, pulling up, or they're lifting more than they can be able to. Um, so it's kind of like helped me in my job career because it's a very active, you know, on your feet, 24 seven oh, job. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like in general, when you're working out and moving, like, I feel like I have more energy the rest of the day. I feel like I'm more productive, like just being moving and being stimulated and being happy with like your progress in the gym and like having that like, you know, excitement to like keep trying and doing more things and like getting more skills. Like it just makes life better sometimes, you yeah. know, it just helps things fall into place, I guess. Well said. Thanks. Absolutely love it. You, you answered that question perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I have no follow-up to that. That was great. <laughs> Is there any, uh, any other words of wisdom from Janelle that you would like to say before we start wrapping things up? Words of wisdom? I don't know. I feel like we've covered some, some good stuff, some heavy stuff, some light stuff. <laughs> some fun stuff. Yeah. Some fun stuff. That was great. Yeah. I mean, I guess I encourage anyone that's just struggling with having a healthy relationship with their bodies and with their, you know, movement um, I don't know. Maybe it could cross the other track. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the commercial. <laughs> that was awesome, Janelle. Thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure having you. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. It's going to help a lot of people. Really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to DM us there. Some content suggestions. We're always looking for new podcasts to do. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs>